Ian, there's something wrong with your wounds. I, I, we started early. I haven't thought of what's wrong with them, but there's definitely something up. There's a, there's a badger living in it. It's taken a it's taken a shit in the wound that it lives inside. Yeah, the crows that were already there have kind of descended on the badger, and they're kind of fighting for territory there's, now. There's a yeah, exactly. It is it is an all out gang war between badgers and crows. You really really ought to get pest control involved. Yeah, or at least just spray some Lysol on yourself, mate. <laughs> I think I, I think I think we saved that intro. Yes. I think we saved it, Jim. <laughs> yes. I was about to launch right into it, but we should stop and just congratulate ourselves a little bit. Um, yeah, that's all right. Do you want to do your, your launch into it now? Now that we've pointed out, you're going to launch into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do that. This is what you pay for, Patreon backers. Some sharp improv. Welcome to Podquisition. I'm your host, Jim Sterling. That other uh, lovely voice you just heard was Laura. Hello, I am here. I am drinking a rather marvellous beverage this week that I'm sure you're going to hear all about. It's going to be glorious. I can't wait. It's uh, not my first encounter with that particular beverage. Oh, neither Um, is it mine, but um, I ended up with a very, very large quantity of this beverage. I have about seven kilos of this beverage to get through. (laughs) So we're going to have a fun time today. That's fantastic. Uh, Happy birthday, by the way. Belated birthday. Thank you very much. I, I am slowly... You know, getting closer and closer to the grave. Hooray! We're all dying. We're yeah. all dying. Speaking of which, hello, Gavin. Hello. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. You good? You good? I'm really tired. Yeah. I'm glad that we're recording early because I might just go on the, the couch. You're going to have a little sleepy. Yeah, I'll fall asleep while listening to better podcasts. That's that's what I do. <gasps> I listen to my brother, my brother, and me, and, and listen to them and go, God, they're actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i was i was walking in the rain today i had internet stuff i had to fix and i was walking mm. in the rain listening to welcome to night bell and i did just have my moment of yeah you're actually creating something of some kind of like quality level you put some thought into the content you make yeah, yeah. But they have this like really deep history and lore and and the closest we have is what's wrong with things on Gavin that are rotting, <laughs> um, which which one listener actually has been cataloging? Indeed, thank you to everyone who's helped catalog that because it makes it easier for us to not double up on illnesses. It's like actually turning into a, its own sort of canon, which is <laughs> horrible. Um, but yes, this is Podquisition. This is. A video game podcast, nominally, uh, starring us three. I, I don't know why I decided to introduce the concepts of the show 43 episodes in. If you're tuning in for the first time. Yeah, if you are tuning in for the first time. If, you, if uh, you're which... tuning in for the first time and you've not been turned off by the first, like, three minutes of us just prattling on about how shit we are. Well, do do be turned off by that, to be honest. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, shouldn't listen to this show. You've got better it's, things it's to do with wank, your life. Really. And usually we just go on about how great we are, so... yeah. Speaking of which, though, I mean, I've I've had a fucking brilliant week. I feel fantastic. I've been boiling so much piss. This week. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I did a Jimquisition on Monday, which dared to criticise Quiet from the Metal Gear Solid yeah. Five, yeah. and dared to suggest Hideo Kojima isn't perfect and the Emperor God King of Mankind. That boiled some and piss. You, you also suggested that it's okay to criticise Kojima because you know. Not criticising him maybe does a disservice to the times when he is good. Well, that's... Revolutionary thought that that is. Well, that's that's exactly it. I did an episode yeah. on that along. I might have to redo an episode I called I did called Accepting the Isms, which I think we've talked about on this show before. Mm. Anyway, that pissed off a load of people. Yeah, I, I did one of those as well, and yeah, that that was a fun video to put out. It's a laugh, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Oh, oh we, we love that. 
Um, there's a lot of sarcasm there, by the way. I got really drunk on that Monday. I was like, fuck this. I got I into a few why. arguments. <laughs> then I got pissed. I've still got the drink under my table. I might grab it in a minute. Um, what else happened? Oh, yeah, then I did a review of Senran Kagerill that we talked about last week. And I didn't take the review seriously because the game doesn't take itself seriously. And I find it funny that the group of people that have the most disdain for quote-unquote game journalism get the most pissed off when you do untraditional game journalism. It's like, you hate traditional game journalism, and yet here I am, not doing it, and you're still pissed off and demanding <laughs> I do it. Sort yourselves out, mate, you boiled piss. I, I'm amazed at how much criticism you got when my review didn't mention anything about the game. I literally was just like, look at these tits they sent me. <laughs> look at these tits. And that I mean, was that's... my... You at least, like, you at least didn't really address things about the game rather than promotional items. You you got closer to reviewing it than I did. I did get closer to reviewing. There was, I mean, a sentence covered it. Um, <laughs> but I had fun. It was more fun than the game. The game wasn't fun. I made the review fun, and I so don't for regret me, it. For me and. For me and the listeners who I'm going to presume are as clueless as I am to this topic, what are you talking about? Did you get free tits with the game? Yeah, I, I got sent a review copy of a game. I didn't review the game. I reviewed the tits they sent me. They sent me a pre-order only £75 of Great British Sterling box of tits. Um, and I was got... this was this branded after the game? Was yes, it? it was. I got What's the game called? Senran I talked about this the other week briefly. Um, they sent me a copy of the game, which I did not open. I waited until the game released in the UK, took it to CEX and got £18 cash for it. Um, <laughs> oh dear. That, that, it was I, I, I just googled Senran Kagura tits and I really wish I hadn't. Yeah, it's it's a load of blatantly underage kids with their tits out. This is hentai, right? No, no. there's no tentacles involved this in is, this. This is etchy. Uh, yes. If you get well, the two I'm... confused, people get really pissed off. Yeah. The picture that's come up here is someone literally like leaking sperm out her vagina. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's... I, I would, that's I would hazard a guess not that's official unofficial art. Artwork. Copious amounts of sperm, yeah. actually. Definitely well, unofficial. Well, I, like, I got sent a box of stuff. I just sold the game. I was like, fuck this. I, I God pro- damn I, you two guys. You you guys are so bad for my fucking I, search history. I played, it at, I played Senran Kagura 2 Deep Crimson at E3 for about 20 minutes, and I was like... This is a game where you punch people and their clothes fall off and tits happen, and you power up and all your clothes fall off and tits happen. But it's was that in 3D, the game where so you stick your head tits. into the tits to play to play it? Um, no, it was not. I did not get to stick my head in some tits at E3. That was, I think that was a different game. I think that was yeah. a, what was it? Gamescom or TGS? Yeah, or something. one of one of those game yeah. shows. But so um, anyway, yeah. Boiled anyway, the they, load they, of piss they, there. They, yeah, they sent they sent me a boob mouse mat and a certificate of authenticity that said "Tits are life, ass is hometown." Wow. Because I didn't get any of that. <laughs> I got the double D edition of the game. I mean, that's just like, you have a go at me for focusing on the tits. That's what the game, the, the game's priorities were clearly did, there. Did the American box for the game have a pair of tits with two cylindrical sc- scrolls just like wedged in there? Um, I can't remember what the box looks like, but I know that's heavily featured in all their promo art. Yeah. This, this woman with her tits and the big thing with the thing. Um, so anyway, upset people there, boo-hoo. Um, and then I did a video, my latest episode of Nitpick Theatre that I do on my YouTube channel, where I take a very small problem that might mildly annoy me, and then feign massive amounts of rage about it, um, <laughs> for my own amusement. And I was having a go at the idea that Super Mario Bros. 3 is just supposed to be a play. 
And then, oh god, the Nintendo fans that got upset at that one. Oh my god, why are you taking this serious? Why are you taking the narrative seriously? Why, one person, actually, why are you nitpicking? <laughs> it's called nitpicking, you fucking bellend! <laughs> Oh, oh god. god, my favorite the rage bit of... this week. Did you catch the other bit of news that came at the same time as the announcement that yes, that game is a play? Um, yes. We we had a couple of bits of interesting, very quick Nintendo news. Uh, Miyamoto is Bowser Jr.'s mother. So he claims. So he claims. Uh, this was in a Mario misconceptions video. It's like we know that Peach isn't, you know, isn't Bowser Jr.'s mother. Who is? And Miyamoto just gestures to himself and says nothing else. So, yeah, Bowser's fucked Miyamoto, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to... Th- I, I keep trying to imagine the birthing process I, of that. I, I, liked, I, I can only imagine, uh, obviously because Bowser Jr. being uh, reptilian in nature, that Miyamoto's got like a cloaca that just, just lays big... Like spiky eggs, like but it's horrific. Here's, here's to witness. the thing: as as I understand male homosexual sex, the way that it works is that one penis like opens up to accept the other. I think that's how it works. <laughs> and as <laughs> as such, I'm assuming that same opening where the, you know the penis presents itself and opens up. That's probably how Bowser Junior came out. <laughs> yeah, it's called it's called the the secret lips. It's a, it's at the yeah. top of the penis. It's not the it's not the the normal bit of the like the where you assume the opening is but there's one it's seamless unless you turn gay and then it opens or indeed you know bi or whatever i'm glad i was not misinformed about male homosexual sex thank you for confirming my suspicions no no i mean i i caught the queers when i was about let's say for argument's sake 14 15 and just it just opened up. I was like, "Well, what the fuck are you doing there?" And it looked up at me and said, "I'm I'm the gay bit of your penis because it talks." I don't know if you know that. I, I was unaware it spoke. Oh um, no, it's, I'm the gay bit of your penis. It's got a very rich, plummy voice, just uh, like that. Just whatever you do, right? If if you're ever uh, out with gay gentlemen, he's just gonna pop his little knob uh, in the top of me, and it'll be a lovely time. And then you'll give birth to an egg, and a little Bowser Junior will come so out. Can you confirm that that is large enough for an egg to to pass through? That is that is fact of science. It's not pleasant. I mean, um, I'm just thinking back to the eggs I've laid. I'm imagining this is like akin to passing a kidney stone, but you know, yeah, yeah. Like the really the worst part of it is, um, I want to say about five days before birth, it's almost like a urinary tract infection. Like you keep feeling like you need to have a piss. Um, but it's not. It's that you've got an egg that's about to come out of your penis. Um, Hello, so... Gavin. <laughs> I'm, I'm just enjoying listening to you two. This is a riveting conversation. It's good. It's, I, well, it's science. It's I education. hope you are enjoying your Nintendo fun facts. Yeah, no, the yeah. person who was a couple of weeks ago wishing that I wouldn't talk so much anymore is, like, getting his wish well, today, because I'm listening this, to you this, guys this in your... We, we, we talked about Nintendo fun facts months and months ago, and we completely forgot about that fantastic segment. So, mm. you know, here it is. It's back. Have another hashtag Nintendo fun fact. Yeah, that, so that was your fun fact for this week, is that, that men give birth... Uh, through a secret talking opening in their penis. Through a secret opening at the top of their penis. And Um, myself and my um, gay penis lizard children are very happy together. It's a little gay penis lizard child family. Mario 3 nearly caused a family feud in my house. It was the most... 
I still feel guilty to it to this day. My little brother, we were after getting to World 8. Mm-hmm. And we were after getting all the way to Bowser's Castle and he accidentally used the warp whistle. And when you use the warp whistle, it brings you back to the start of the world. And you know, all, you have to do all that fucking bullshit again, like the airships mm-hmm. and the tanks. Mm. And I, I, I was so angry with him and I, I may have had some physical violence towards my little oh, brother. Oh, <laughs> every pair of siblings has to over something <laughs> stupid at some point. Um, the other uh, bit of news we got is that it is now confirmed canon. Mario's surname is Mario. Mario's full name is Mario Mario. You can't take that back now. His, his brother's name is Luigi Mario. That is official. It is no longer rumour-mongering. It is official canon. Mario Mario. Yep. Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. That's that sounds like it could make a fun song, Mario Mario. <laughs> that is some terrible, terrible parenting going on there from Mario and Luigi's parents. It's like, hmm, we are the Mario parents. Let's call one of our children the firstborn, the superior child, the same surname and first name, and then the sort of runt of the litter, the secondborn child. We will. He will have to go around with his more successful brother's first name forever part of his name. That, that said... Out of the two, I think I'd rather be called Luigi Mario than Mario Mario. I I would, but it does feel like an extra little, uh, you know, a little kicking him when he's down. It's like, yeah, you live in your brother's shadow and your surname is his first name. Your your surname is the name everyone knows him for. Possibly, but they also could have just hated Mario wanting to see him get the shit kicked out of him at school for being called Mario Mario. Like, it reminds me of a... Like, I hate this with... All celebrity parents, like like the Mario, obviously Mr. and Mrs. Mario are one of the famous celebrity couples in Hollywood. Um, and and I, I hate it when it feels like the parents have named their kids for a fucking joke. Like when Mark Boland called his son Roland. Like oh, that, that's, that's not my, cool. Oh, my sister was almost genuinely named as a joke. Um, my sister was very almost given the first name Emma having the second name Dale. So she would have been Emmerdale in an era where the British soap Emmerdale had been running for years. That's terrible. Is it still running? Is it still? Of course it's still running. None of these sitcoms will ever die. (laughs) I love that you called it a sitcom. Not sitcom, soaps, fuck. I'm going to call my firstborn What Have I. And I think think I'll call the next one I'm So. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, we're here. I'm going to call mine, shh, fuck off and shut up. <laughs> here we are Sorry, with the video game show. Funny. Do we want to talk about video games this well, week? Well, we, we talked about Miyamoto's Cloaca. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I, have, I have several bits of news that I think are going to get people angry and shouting and emotional. So should we start with the news about Kingdom Hearts and its ridiculous naming convention? Because there's an update to last week's news. Oh, God. So, last week we got the news that Kingdom Hearts 2.9 was a thing that was being registered. And this was like the digit (coughs) 2.9. Now, instead, what we got revealed at Tokyo Game Show was... Let me get this name right. I don't want to mess this up. Um, Kingdom Hearts II.8. I have been told you are not allowed to call it 2.8. It is Kingdom Hearts II.8, which is a remaster of three games. 
let me describe these three games and their multitude of names. We have Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Juris a Distance 3D HD. Oh my god. Kingdom Hearts X back cover. Mm-hmm. And Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary package. Oh, shut up! <laughs> shut up, Square! Oh my god, this hurts! This physically hurts me and my soul and bones! <laughs> so, Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth no, by Sleep, a fragmentary again. package, Ugh. is a, a prologue to Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Why? that is a 0.2 sized prequel to Kingdom Hearts 3 and that's why it's called 0.2 and the game's called 2.8 and I don't fucking this shit know. shouldn't need a spreadsheet Square so, stop it so this is an HD remake of a 3DS <laughs> game um, some levels from a phone game and a prologue to a Vita game that's so that is being packaged together as a prequel to the the console oh, game, I can't. St- I can't take. I can't take it anymore. I can't take any more Kingdom Hearts. Like, like I loved the first two games, even though they were complete fucking bollocks. But this is the shit that makes people so vehemently angry about Kingdom Hearts. This is the shit that makes people hate it. I still love Kingdom Hearts, but I cannot abide by this fucking ridiculous naming system. It makes me physically and emotionally sick. I didn't think that Square Enix could get any worse with their names, but no, they've done it. They've outdone themselves. You can go and play Kingdom Hearts II.8, Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary package. Sorry, passage. Passage, not a package, it's a passage. Passage! (laughs) They can suck my Dissidia Duodecim is what they can do (laughs) They can suck your Duo dick Uh, Oh oh, I did a wordplay I don't like it (laughs) Just look out for Bowser eggs while you're Doing it Yeah, that's true Exactly. You don't want to swallow a Bowser egg that is no. not a good time. That that would give you some serious heartburn. And they hatch inside you, and then they come out of your dick, and and you might not have your secret your your secret gay penis smile. You may yet. not have chosen the the gay lifestyle. You yet. might you might yes, <laughs> you know it's yeah. Like, I I didn't choose the gay lifestyle. The guy the gay lifestyle chose me. <laughs> I guess is that I don't know what I'm doing. No, everyone knows it's a choice. Like yeah. I choose. I, I choose to give birth to gay lizard eggs. Yeah, that's oh. my physical. Because I don't even know where. Somewhere in this conversation <laughs> is satire aimed at bigot, mm. but I don't think mm. any of us three are clever enough to this, make it work. This is the bit so where none of our satire. <laughs> yeah, none of our satire has worked. So we'll, we we will be very careful to point out we knew we know that being gay is not a choice, and we you know we are not <laughs> we are not you know advocating the the. Any of the things we sound like we're advocating. We are silly, silly people making silly, silly, ill-thought-out jokes because that is what we do. I, I, think, most of our, I think most of our audience would know that already about uh, us. I know, just... I mean, considering the amount of cocks I wank over on a weekly basis. <laughs> I, I think that this might be my favourite opening to an episode we've ever had, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I'm, uh... You know, this feels like a, an appropriate moment to skip the video game news and to go to my other smutty geni- geni- oh. genital-related topic of the week. Let's skip straight to the genitals. Should we skip straight to the genitals? There's me stuttering a bit. I'm so excited about this getting to the genitals. 
you know what I have to wet my mouth with during this week's podcast? Oh, do tell. Pussy. Mm, yeah. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Last week, <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week, I had a lesbian energy drink, and you know, I thought, how how do I how do I follow that up? How do I continue to represent lesbians in a energy drink based form? And I found a way. Um, I have an Amazon wish list. This got discovered in the run up to my birthday, Good and. Stuff. On there was something I had listed as a joke. 24 cans of an energy drink called Pussy. Someone ordered it off my Amazon wish list. Yeah, I had almost seven kilos of Pussy That's a, arrive that on my doorstep. That yeah, is literally seven kilos is, of is Pussy. Is that really something, I mean, a lot of people would, would like to be in that position, oh, Laura. I don't think that's something I'm, to... I'm not saying it's a complaint. It's yeah. just, it's interesting when you have to explain to your fiancé... Hey, so much pussy just landed on my doorstep that if I try and take it all in at once, I am going to literally drown in pussy. <laughs> and that was a fun uh, experience. I'm I am drinking my exquisite beverage out of a out of a nice butterfly engraved wine glass. It has a very light fragrance. It's you know it's very sort of. Light and, and sweet, I could I could just gulp it down for days, and I would not be satisfied. Pour more pussy into my wine glass. Remember what I said to you, Laura. Be careful drinking too many pussies, because you might get Bernie wee-wees. Yeah, exactly. I've got to be careful about, about when and how I choose to, to put pussy in my face. Yeah. The consumption of pussy is not something to be taken lightly. Oh, exactly. And, you know, I should really space out this seven kilos of pussy that I have draped out in front of me. Some would say that's too much pussy. Not I, everyone. I don't think that you can ever have too much pussy. I think you may need to, you know... Time your pussy, like spread it out over a while. Don't indulge all at once. Have little bits here and there. You don't. You, some people might say all of the pussy at once is is the the way to go. Go out in a blaze of glory. I think that. I think I have more restraint than that. You, I can you, take in my pussy a little bit at a time. You're a sipper. You prefer yeah. to sip the pussy. I can gently lap my tongue at the pussy, just little bit by little bit. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, so, <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, pussy I'm not unfamiliar with. Um, I, I mean that quite literally, talking about the drink, because there there's a sex shop. You have to go, to get to a good sex shop, not a Mississippi sex shop, you have to drive down to New Orleans. Drive down to New Orleans, and you go to the Lion's Den, and they sell pussy in there. Um, the energy drink, one of our friends had it, and the same conversations happened. Jokes for hmm. days about our friend's pink pussy. Because um, it was it was one of the pink ones, um, yeah. so that's good. But anyway, I need to go back to that shop in New Orleans because you go you go in the sex shop, buy porn, glow in the dark dildos, fake vaginas, whatever you want. Go across the road, scratch cards, brilliant gambling, and gambling <laughs> and rubber vaginas all day long. That's 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 my life in New Orleans. Yeah, I I used to buy this as a teenager purely for the like <laughs> it's called pussy, and 
to be fair, that's also why it was on my Amazon wish list, so I could yes, eventually do yes. that on this show. But yeah, because um, you talk yeah. about it as if we'd grown up from our teenage years, <laughs> oh, but I we're know. still making the same jokes. Well, the reason I stopped buying it as a teenager was because Tesco, the local supermarket, started censoring their cans. Oh, it those was Puritans. P asterisk asterisk S Y. That's not funny. Pussy yeah. is funny. Exactly. <laughs> why is would not. I buy censored pussy? There's Stop no covering reason. up our pussies, Tesco. Yeah. Yeah. Tesco, get your pussy out. Yeah. So there we go. Do we want to video games? Yeah, let's let's do some video games. Um, oh, well, while I remember, I will edit around this. But is the first half of your your recording yes. like okay? Yes, it's fine. all good. Cool. Okay. Um, so what else was on the topic list for this well, week? I wanted to talk to you about a game, Laura, because I think you'll like this. What? Um, what do you want to talk about? I had loads of people shouting at me to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all. You can date a skeleton in it. Yes. I right? am You're already in this. I am invested. It's styled like a Japanese role-playing game. It's, um, you know, you wander around, solve puzzles, turn-based combat. Now, you can fight and kill monsters. Or, or, but I know where this can, is going. You can go ah. through the entire game without killing anyone by, say, striking up a conversation with the monster and trying to learn what the monster's attitudes are and what it responds to. Um, so you can, like, meet a monster, and you can just do normal fighting, and that's a little, like, rhythm-based kind of attack thing, um, and deal damage and kill it. But then you can talk to it, and say a monster comes up to you and it's acting, like, all sad and stuff. Um, you can go into the the other options menu, the action menu, and say, like, check the monster, and then check what its attributes are. It'll give you general, like, HP and defense, all this, and attack. And it'll say something like, you know, this monster doesn't look like it's interested in fighting, or this monster is angry, whatever. And then you can respond to that. Um, So there's, like, one bit where I fight a monster, and the monster starts the fight by saying, don't you pick on me. Um, And you have an option in the menu, pick on don't pick on. And then if you <laughs> if you select don't pick on, the guy says finally someone who understands or something like someone who gets me. And then its name turns yellow. And when its name is yellow, you can show mercy, which means either you just choose not to fight it or you can run away. Um, and so yeah, now, that's where, how... Where is the bit where I get to bang the skeleton? How do I get to this bit of the I've game? not gotten that far. I've met a skeleton. I've met... Well, I've seen two skeletons. But the game's promising dating skeletons, but I've not um, gotten that far yet. I'm not sure if it's banging, because the game is very charming. The logistics and... of that might be tricky, too, because, I mean, skeletons, as orifices go, the only ones they really have are their eye sockets, I think. So you pretty much have to literally skull fuck it, like... Well, if, if they consent, then where's the problem? That's true. Or yeah. they can go down the lion's den in New Orleans and get yeah. themselves fitted up. So either way, go down there, get themselves, get themselves a rubber. Are, are you orifice. sponsored this week by the lion's den? I should be sponsored by the lion's den. I could do with some free bits. They got a big glow in the dark cock in La- there. That I li- lion's den. The send, send us nice, lovely, sexy things, please. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Bye. Go across the road and get some scratch cards for me and all, mate. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this game is is very interesting. It's very uh, very nicely written. It's uh, what did you like, say this I'm, was called? Undertale. Undertale. Yeah. Is that T A I L? Okay. T A L E. Okay. And you're this 
kid that fell in a hole in your underground where all the monsters were driven oh, back after It is war. the tale of you being under under the ground. thing. Yeah. Oh, that it's is a clever some, title. It sounds kind of like Trapdoor. Yeah. Do you remember that? I love Trapdoor. I am um, every Jimquisition Halloween episode. Fuck. I switch out my theme tune with the uh, Trapdoor theme tune. Don't you open that Trapdoor? <laughs> Because there's something that. down there. Down, 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 down. Boom. Feed me. <laughs> uh, if you're not British or of a certain age, that was all just incomprehensible gibberish. Go, but go, Google, look up some episodes of Trapdoor on do. the internet it, because it, it will change still holds your life. Up. Mm. It still holds up. Like, this is an 80s kids' animation. It's still fucking brilliant. Um, I don't know. But, did I? They probably didn't have it in America, but we had it in Ireland, all right. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, there's loads on YouTube. I can tell you that much. Um, so anyway, Undertale. It's basically a game where you can just go and kill everything in a traditional RPG style. The battle system's cool. It's like to attack, you hit a, a meter, kind of, you know, like a, just a simple QTE style meter. When monsters attack, you control manually control a little heart in a box, and they attack with like. It's almost like a bullet, like like a bullet hell dodging game, Ooh. as you dodge their attacks. Um, this, and as I say, you can choose to just like talk to them in various ways to. This sounds try like and deal exactly what I want out of out of video games. This sounds it sounded wonderful. like a Laura game. Uh, this yeah. sounds like the kind of game to fill the the hole in my heart that's been left since I finished Earthbound, which is the last time I really finished like a decent two D RPG. Isn't it kind of a pity that there aren't more games that give you the option of uh, not killing anyone? Yeah, we we kind of mentioned this the other week, didn't we? Yeah. The, the, the pity that there are few, like yeah. that there are not many even, non-violent even games, ways to get out of encounters. Even games like um, the early Fallout games or Planescape, where they would have so many uh, ways around things, like you you probably couldn't get through the whole game without fighting. I think you can in Fallout Two. Correct me if I'm wrong, audience. But uh, it's awesome when they do give you that option. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I saw someone mention it, and I might do a Jimquisition extrapolating on it. Um, mm-hmm. Games like Undertale, and there was another one that I forgot the name of, but Undertale something else, and uh, Dropsy, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week, and I know you yes. played, Laura. Games not just about not killing, but actively being kind to people and actively yes. promoting mm-hmm. positive contact. Um, mm. Oh, the other one was um, that I've not played this one yet, but uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, I think it's called. Yes. It's another game that's apparently like that. Just Lo- games about yeah. being nice and Lovers helpful. in a Dangerous Space Time is like the best co op game out there right now. It is fantastic. Yeah, there really aren't enough games about being nice, are there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it I'm really, glad to see yeah. some coming up recently. I'm really happy mm. to see that. Like, Undertale mm. is fundamentally, like, even though you can take the nasty path, like, it's mm. just so much more encouraged that you take the nice path. And that's really and it's, nice. It's nice also, to say. You, you mentioned drop, uh, drop, no. you mentioned Dropsy. I yeah. have finally started playing that game, and... Yeah. This is wonderful. Um, mm. I I want to finish it before I like do a review, but it doesn't take too long. It's about four or five hours. Yeah, I put um, about two hours in like yesterday. I think it was, and I was like, "This is amazing." If I hadn't had to be somewhere, I'd have plowed through it in one sitting. It is. I mean, I got to the conclusion, and it was like bits of it just made my jaw drop, <clears> and <throat> it. Like, I can't say enough good things. My only issue, main issue with it, is how obtuse some of the puzzles are, which the developer themselves know. 
which yeah. is why they're setting up a, a hint line and everything, like an old style Sierra. <laughs> like online, you don't have yeah. to phone anyone, but almost like those you old You don't have to spend all of had. your pocket money on the phone call. Yeah, like I even confessed in the review, I was like, I had to go to the Steam forums at certain bits to be like, how the but fuck there is, do I do There this? is nothing wrong with that. I had to get a walkthrough sent over by, uh, by Double Fine when doing... Um, Broken Age Act 2 because of some of the stupid, obtuse puzzles in that that none of the press I was talking to could work out how to get past. <laughs> it's like when there's like five or six different members of the press all being like, yeah, we can't work out how to progress and the review's due soon. That's a weird moment when you all have to go to uh, to Double Fine and be like, hi, do you have a walkthrough for us? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I, I, no, I that was, reviewed the first it was, it was, have you played uh, Act 2 of Broken Age? No, no, I played okay. Act 1. There is a point where you have to do something and wait around for about 30 seconds and then you get the solution to a puzzle. At that point, once you've got the solution, the game tells you, hey, you've done this for long enough. Like, do this to escape the scene now because you got the information you needed. You have to, for about two minutes, ignore the game telling you, yeah, you got the information you needed, back out by doing this, and eventually something different will happen. You have to ignore the game actively signposting you away from a scene for two minutes. I hate that. Sometimes it feels like Tim Schafer is the Kojima of puzzle stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that was that was my moment of like, there is no shame in needing help to get past obtuse puzzles, mm. because sometimes puzzles just aren't fucking fun to work mm. out. Tim, to be fair, like Tim, as as brilliant as he is and as fantastic a writer he is, I feel sometimes with his, uh, he's never been very good at putting into the game. Uh, he's never been very good at making games that communicate how to play them properly. Mm. <laughs> It's, and it's, the br- brutal legend was yeah. notoriously bad for that. Mm. No one knew how to play that game. It mm. was like really confusing, and and he yeah. actually had to put out a statement telling people how to play it. Yeah, brutal legend is a fantastic game that is deeply flawed and required a lot yeah. of explanation to get through. Um, yeah, what it's not a like there's anything. Oh, what it's a not like there's soundtrack. anything inherently wrong with a game that makes you figure stuff out. But there's got to mm. be something. Something you've got to be able to get a foothold to start you, well, climbing, at, which at is the, what yeah. say the souls, yeah. like Dark Souls, and that they give you the foothold to climb. Mm. Well, at, at the very least, you need to be able to brute force your way through things that you can't work out in a point yeah. and click adventure game. And this was a yeah. puzzle that you could not brute force your way past, or you were unlikely to be able to brute force your way past by testing item on interactable. Yeah, yeah. and that was uh, yeah, but. Anyway, um, what else is there on the topic list this week? Oh, well, oh, okay. Oh, that's all right. Do, do you want to you want to do a story, Gav? Well, no, I was just going to say. Speaking of things that got very obtuse and confusing, um, Metal Gear Five kind of lost me in the last few hours. I was really does, disappointed with Chapter Two, uh, and I can't. We won't. We obviously won't spoil anything. But I was it, not upset with the uh, as as upset with the ending as some people. But I get where the disappointment is. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't mind the ending. It was just the structure of the game completely fell apart after the it in does, inverted commas first ending. Yeah. Like, and you you had to grind out these repetitive missions over and over and over to mm-hmm. unlock more of the story. And to me, that was really bad game design. It 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 brought the game from an eleven to a ten for me. <laughs> it's it's interesting because like for me, I was really enjoying the 
repetitive nature of the levels anyway. I was really enjoying yeah. going through, trying to redo these sort of lengthy missions, improve my scores. Because you can and... do them in different ways and stuff. Yeah, it, and it... I was not as bothered as some people by going back and, like... I didn't I like that, that I had different. to, mm. but I still enjoyed the gameplay enough you... that I did not mind re <laughs> Like, I was doing content. side ops so regularly anyway, yeah. because the variety and how to approach them was just so much fun for me. Yeah, it, it, uh, So I didn't notice it as bad as some did. Yeah, to me it felt a lot like playing um, like Metal Gear Portable Ops or something like that, yeah. where it is much more to do with instanced missions than it is to do with the larger arcing plot. Mm-hmm. But the I, nar- yeah. I think the narrative did fall apart a little bit later, but I the the... The main point, and I know the one you're talking about, Laura, mm-hmm. I agree with you that I really liked that as well. Yeah. And I liked what Kojima did there. And it's something that, like he said, you could only ever do in a video game. And I thought it was lovely. Yeah. I've taken to calling the game overall. Is, it's basically the very... It's the best Metal Gear Solid game with mm. the worst Metal Gear Solid story. <laughs> yeah. like that's, and as I said in the review, it's the previous game's problems reversed. Yeah. They've gone yeah, from exactly. a, they've gone from an obtuse clunky game with a great story to an obtuse clunky story in a great game. Um, game. So it's, it's it's very interesting as well. Like I'm very curious. I would love to hear the behind the scenes of what ended up changing there, and like the clues were. Kind well, you of, know, there's an extra, yeah. and again, really hard, but we'll avoid spoilers. There's an extra chapter of yes. the game on YouTube that is after yeah. the ending of the game. Yes. Mm. A lot of people and, have been demanding I do a Jimquisition on that, and it's like, I did mention, I have talked about this already in the uh, the Deus Ex episode I did, the Content Divided episode, I started what might be a regular feature, depending on how badly they fuck up in future, called Fuck Konami News. <laughs> and in my edition of Fuck Konami News, I did talk about the cut content, um, mm. which, you, you know... You guys and again, have I don't ruined that word, by the way. I can't look at the word Konami now without yeah, hearing it's now Fuck Konami. <laughs> it's Fuck Konami. <laughs> <laughs> then my work here was yeah. done. So, but yeah. you know what else pissed me off? I finally unlocked uh, a proper outfit for Quiet. Yeah. You, again, you see the one spoilers, we were on about now, two, yeah. Two missions I got to use her on, and then I was locked out of using it for <laughs> what for reasons I'm obviously not going to spoil. Now, yes. Um, that all being said, do you now see what we were on about, about giving Quiet some proper clothes and letting us use them? Like... They're, they're fine with you wearing, giving her a proper outfit that ignores the whole bullshit mm. about her not being able to wear clothes. Just give us that option from the beginning. If you're going <sighs> to let us ignore that piece of narrative, let us ignore it straight away. I'm not going to get into this uh, one again. Just Because yeah. I've yeah. had my fill well, of the I, aforementioned you know, I feel, piss this week. I feel yeah. the same way about her. I felt that there were so many moments where she was kicking ass and being so cool. And then the camera decided mm. to completely undermine that. And it's just, oh, but Kojima you know. said, yeah, yeah, it's, there it, it's all bullshit. <laughs> and I, I mean, you know, she yeah. she's obviously a very attractive lady and, you know. Yes, and I have no problem with attractive ladies in video games. Just own up to the fact you want them in there. Don't make mm. up some bullshit. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Like, I got this on my Sen Rankagura review. Someone replied with, um, oh, look, we get it, Jim. You don't like women. <laughs> It's like, like no, no, it's not that I'm not interested in women. I'm, I'm very interested in pretty much any adult on legs at this point. But <laughs> like, like, there's a difference between having an interest in someone and 
and a game being so obsessively interested in certain aspects of that, that it zooms in on her tits while she's being tortured. The other I mean, stuff, that, yeah. That's like, just uh, fucking stupid. Like At least Senran Kagura knew it was about tits. Um, so what, what else do we have on the on the list for this week? Um, well, oh, Super Mad Mario Max Maker. Well. <laughs> I, I have a very quick news story that I, I want to get out very quickly. All right, we'll do that first. So, Mighty Number no. 9. You know that oh, game God. that uh, was going to be the Mega Man game and it got delayed and they announced there was going to be a demo for the game put out, you know, to make up for the fact it was being delayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, de- the demo that was being given out to apologise for the delay... Has been delayed. <laughs> <laughs> the story of that man and his games. Now you understand why it was a good idea not to back Red Ash on Kickstarter. You know what? In an industry that gets teaser trailers for trailers, is this really all that surprising? <laughs> it's it's one of those things that, like, I was saying this at the time when the Red Ash Kickstarter was happening was. I don't want to give this man any more money until he can show us that he's going to meet the promises he makes. And this is yet another, I failed to do the thing I said I would do in the time frame I said I would do it to the quality I said I would do it. Don't give this fucker any more of your money right now. (laughs) You know what, though? Part of me, like, because his behaviour and everything to do with Mighty Number 9 and Red Ash so far has been a fucking train wreck. But part of me is sat here, fingers crossed, that he puts another Kickstarter up for a totally different project. So that you can get some content out of it? (laughs) Not just that, but just... Looking like like I will be refreshing. I, there, I guarantee there will be a thread on NeoGaf that day <laughs> that I will be refreshing obsessively with a beer. Like I don't even like beer, but I will get a beer to drink while watching NeoGaf meltdown over a third unrelated <clears throat> Kickstarter that again is vaguely related to Mega Man somehow. Oh God! I, is this I, game set in the Mega Man universe, by the way, or is it oh, just no, more no, of a kind of a? A homage. It's type. the same as um, An the Bloodstained or the ukulele mm. one. It's like the original the rights holders successor. aren't doing anything with yeah. it. Is so... that a lady, the main character? No. 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 The main character is a little boy. Little oh. boy. Little boy. It's hard, it's hard to tell with these anime Anything from Japan, designs. it's fairly difficult to tell, but um, mm. yeah, it, I, I don't even know. Like, I didn't look at the art for Red Ash. Because I know how much I like Mega Man Legends 3, and I know if I looked at it, I would want to give it money. Yeah, And plus... I actively didn't look at the art, because I was like, I don't want to like this. Well, his girlfriend plus, looks really like that, Princess Peach. If you um, look at the art style on the Kickstarters for these games, there's no guarantee the game will look like that either. So cough, you cough, wanna, cough, mighty number nine. You want to be careful. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. Um... I, I believe I interrupted you. I think you wanted to go talk about some Mario Maker next, Jim. I know, I was just saying I played yeah. it. It's oh, really fucking good. I played it too. It's really fucking good at some things and kind of terrible at other things. Well, it's as a creative tool. As, as the thing that it promises to do, brilliant. I, I can't mm, fault the creating. I the creative have aspect. some qualms with the creation tool. I uh, will. Okay. Deliver him. I will say. As a single level creation tool, Mario Maker is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is a really good tool set for creating um, for creating Mario levels in a variety of art styles that 
are very easy to understand the tools, but offer a lot of flexibility for seasoned creators to create very complex things. That is fantastic about the level creator. The big problem I have with the level creator that was something that like just didn't dawn on me till I started creating levels. You cannot string multiple levels together you in a campaign. I want to make... Because here's the thing. All the screenshots I saw pre-release were create your levels and it drops them into a menu that says world one, level one, two, three, four. And that's your save file system is for when yeah. you're saving your levels, it saves them as worlds and like okay. the levels within worlds. So I went into this thinking, okay, as well as being able to create levels, I'll be able to create, you know, I'll be able to distribute. Here is my Mario game I have made. Here is my levels. Play through my Mario game. Uh, see, I didn't and have that expectation, which nah, might be why I'm that, more lenient yeah. on and it. And I know, so I totally get that. And I know that my yeah. expectation was based in the presentation of screenshots and footage going in and that save menu. Which is fair the, enough. Yeah, I mean, it's you, like, you went into yeah. it based on how they sold it. The way they sold it was, I am saving these levels I'm creating to what appears to be a larger selection of worlds that I'm creating. And that was a bit of a disappointment because like you can place one up, uh, you can place coins, you can place one up mushrooms into your level. Neither of them serves any purpose within the level you've created. They serve purposes for gaining levels to use within the like meta game of the, like the 10 or hundred Mario um, thing that you can go through. Mm -hmm. The mushrooms and coins you put into your levels serve no functional purpose within the progression of that level because there is no checkpointing any time you die you go back to the beginning of that one single instance level that is the only level you're playing right now and that's that is my big qualm with the level creation at the moment and i know it's a really nitpicky thing but in terms of like for me in terms of being a tool for creating one-off mario levels out of context and for playing very difficult single instanced Mario levels that are very unforgiving in their sort of nature of you must do this perfectly if you're going to get through. This is fantastic. It is a They've, There's some yeah. art that's on mm. there that people yeah. have uploaded. It is a, there's some real shit as well. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, Did you guys used to do it when you were small, like making mm, your own... Definitely. Like we used to line up sheets of paper and draw I Mario levels. I used to draw Mario levels on graph yeah. paper in school. Yeah. And like, it is great for making single instance Mario levels. It is great for getting a steady stream of very good, difficult Mario levels. Um, the curation tools don't seem to really be built for allowing easy but fun Mario levels to go up to the top of its curation That's system. That's my, my issue with mm. it is they need tags like Little Big Planet has, they need yes. a search function. Like, like so, right now, mm. like, like here's a level I did that I spent hours on and it's really long and complicated. Um, but in order for me to tell you about this level, I'm going to have to do this, okay? So listen up, get a pen and paper, uh, I'd like you to play this level of mine. Um, write down F Three E F zero 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 four two zero eight C F. That's my level. You have to manually input that to yeah. go and play and can it. Can you can you not re? No, oh, that's very silly that you can't give them. 
It's got a name, Gav. It's got a real name, but yeah, you can't, you there's can't no search, search function. You can't my, find it. My solution has been take a photo of the gamepad which has that code on it and tweet that out. That's exactly what idea. I did on Twitter. I had to idea. take a photo. And, like, like, it's ridiculous. Like, I've taken to looking at, like, if you go looking at Reddit, there are some really good communities popping up around uh, curating specific types of Mario Maker levels. So if you're in the mood for a challenging level or a sort of easy but fun level or a level that sort of challenges these aspects there are really good curated tools in places like reddit but that curation does not exist within the game itself and that is yeah. a problem which is my that's basically and you know you've got a problem when something on the wii is like m- more obtuse than logging into your wi-fi for the first time <laughs> like it's it's what not like, like i was this could have been like a perfect scoring 10 mm. out of 10 game of the year for me but the curation system is pants yeah. right now it, and yeah right now the curation system only serves to bring up levels that are impossibly difficult but technically possible to complete either that or if you go to the top rated ones right now there are all of these ones called don't touch anything oh yeah the ones where it's a rue goldberg machine that has been created yeah. that it's is like, impressive you don't touch the controller yeah and Mario will spring around and get carried on things, and it plays itself. And it's in, like I'm not going to deny it, it's impressive. It is. It's like it's watching art. those amazing YouTube videos of people who've set these machines going around their whole house, where one thing knocks over yeah. another. Like it is. I mean, it's performance art. It's not have a fucking seen, game. Yeah. Have, I don't know what the game is, but I've seen some ones of a racing game, and they have these levels where you literally just hold drive, you don't steer at all. And it they create these amazing levels that send the car doing all these crazy stunts upside down, and and all you do is hold drive forward. I don't, I, I can't I remember what game they were doing. What game it that on. was, but yeah, yeah, it's there are levels like that. <laughs> like if it's not the automatic ones, there are ones where it's just run, and the game puts yeah. bouncy things in the like, right areas that, for it. And I'm like, yeah. this is basically the Mario version of Dear Esther. Yeah. There, there have been some really good ones. Like I really enjoyed, there was a level I was playing the other day that was entirely about, you've got like a little bit of room to make your initial run. And then it is just a series of platforms that you have to jump on these tiny platforms. And it's about continuing your momentum by not letting go of a run and perfectly timing a series of jumps. And then one of the jumps like isn't a full jump. You've got to like pull back and land on this little platform, then jump into a little gap and jump onto the flagpole. It was great. Um, it is a really good source of new Mario content on a regular basis. And it's really good for creating single instance levels. But don't expect to be able to create a progression of levels and be aware that you'll probably have to go online and type in strings of digits to find good levels but i mean i do i do love it as a creative yeah. tool i think it's superb and i'm having so mm. much fun with it it's just oh, it could have been perfect if couldn't nintendo ag- were just yeah. not nintendo did i couldn't agree more also i really like the I, I know Amiibos, oh yeah. I really like the Amiibo functionality of here is a pointless little extra costume that you can unlock other ways anyway. But do you want to run around as Pikachu in your in your level? Why not? Honestly, I do I do kind of like that too. I did I did pull my Amiibos out of the dusty yeah. box uh, <laughs> just to get the costumes so I could make a level that had you play as the, the Splatoon squid. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of levels. I say a lot. I've got like four four or five levels uploaded the one I've done there, you'll see the joke of that one. Um, but if you save me as a creator or something, <laughs> the other levels I've done, I've, I wouldn't say I've put a huge amount of effort into them, but I've tried to make some fun little levels. And they're all, they, they're, all the titles are some variation of Chungus. So if you see something Chungus up on while you're browsing, it's that's probably, probably one of mine. 
But yeah, um, it, it is, I, I don't want to take away from the fact it is a fantastic level creation tool and mm-hmm. I just hope that they sort of make some updates to it over time. I'm avoiding it because anytime I find a game where I can make my own shit, I get so hopelessly addicted. Even yeah. like in ha- Halo The Forge, do you remember that? Yeah. You could make your own Halo maps and we were like rebuilding Call of Duty 4 shipment in it and <laughs> oh man, it's so addictive when yeah. the game lets you build things. We ain't going to see you when Fallout 4 comes out, are we? And you could make your oh, own God. And stuff. Dude, now this brings us on to a topic that we know we have to get to, doesn't it? Do you want to bring up the thing that's happening that you are, <clears throat> are going to have to find a way to deal with? Yeah, well, we're, we're, I think we're all excited for more Bloodborne. <laughs> yes, but we why, are. Why, oh, why is it coming out the same month as Fallout? Yeah, the new Bloodborne <laughs> DLC happening? got a trailer at Tokyo Game Show, and it's releasing the same week as Fallout yeah. 4. Even Witcher 3 DLC as well. I mean, I've Witcher 3 is my favorite RPG I've played in years. And even that, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to play the DLC till next year because fucking Fallout's coming. <laughs> I, I know myself and what I'm probably going to do is play the Bloodborne DLC first because that is yeah. not going to take me as long to do as Fallout 4. Mm. I will then do Fallout 4 and I will probably come to the Witcher DLC next year. Mm. So, yeah. That is that. Why would you do that from software? Why? Just, just bring it out a week early. Give us a week to get through it. Just give it to me now. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. Why not? That's fine. The other solution is that, you know, they could push back Fallout 4 to a later release date. Laura, I will yeah, cut that's... you. <laughs> <laughs> I will come over there and steal all of your pussy and... The great London pussy heist. No, there's a code. Friends don't steal other friends' pussy. Do not take yeah. my pussy without consent. <laughs> anyway, video gamey newsy things. Um, but people people on Twitter were predicting that we'd talk about nothing but Bloodborne DLC no, this week. But there's not really much to talk there's about. There's not yet. really much to say. It about was a cool it. looking trailer. We don't know much about the game yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not I'm actually kind of more excited for Dark for Souls Three. To video. be honest with you. Because mm. we know more about that, we know more about the direction that's going than we do about mm. Bloodborne DLC. I think. Mm. Um, what else was there in the news? Uh, have any of you seen the BBC Rockstar Grand Theft Auto documentary no. drama? I, feel, I saw no. your live tweets. I feel like I'd be cringing too hard. Like you, I don't think I can handle it. You would. So, for anyone who doesn't know, it's called Game Changers, and it got it came out uh, on the fifteenth of September, and basically it is a heavily dramatized version of the release of Grand Theft Auto and San Andreas and. Here are some highlights of the terrible, terrible, terrible things that happen in it. Um, 30 seconds in, you've had two separate warnings that this is dramatised and that it veers away from real-life events and that Rockstar had a lawsuit to try and stop it happening because it was so inaccurate. So that's your opening. Um, the the lead at Rockstar is basically presented as, Oh, I hate everyone. Fucking do what I say. I want to put sex in the game because that's an idea that just came in my head. Get it done by the end of the day. And that's that's your head of Rockstar. <laughs> um, Jack Thompson is the most... They try and... <sighs> They try and make him a sympathetic character by, you know, being like, oh, he believes in his convictions. But also, his wife gets death threats and he tells her to shrug them off. His son gets bullied at school because his dad's Jack Thompson and he's like, 
oh yeah, I don't care that you got beaten up at school the last two days, I'm doing God's work. He's basically the biggest fucking asshole. There was another documentary that tried to be kind of sympathetic towards Jack Thompson lately. Yeah. And I think we all learned that that's not a good idea. Yeah, basically they try and sympathise Jack Thompson while also making out that he... The only time that he starts to care about harassment is when it happens to him rather than his wife and kid. It's like, oh, it's happening to me now? Oh, no! Um, there is a bit where the, the people from Rockstar, the white British middle-class people... Who, for whatever reason, by the way, why are they dressed like a cross that, between like mm, EMF and the Backstreet Boys? That's what boys? I'm about to get to. They don't <laughs> dress like that the whole documentary drama. They dress like that when they go out to The Hood to go take video of all of the black kids <laughs> uh, in the hood because oh research so and they, they dress, dress up like EMF and E17 to fit yeah, in with they, the blacks they they dress up like gangsters to fit in with them blacks and then some guys in a car who are black drive up to them very threateningly and threaten to kill them for being crips but it's okay because they've heard of Grand Theft Auto therefore they're cool blood what the fuck oh um, Jack Thompson kneels down on a golf course to pray to God for a sign that he should continue um, like <laughs> that he should continue like chasing after Grand Theft Auto and that's when the whole ESRB thing happens um, this actually is starting which, to sound uh, like Laura which Grand Theft I presume it was um, uh, Los Santos that they were doing, um, yeah? It was San Andreas is the second San one. San Andreas, uh, yeah. What was the Sorry, one before, what I was got the all one confused yeah. there because I've the had too much San wine. San Andreas? Um, Vice City? Vice City. Was, no, it's, fucking yeah. Vice City. Is yeah. it Vice City? Yeah, I think it's Vice City. It's, it's, I've had too it, much wine. It, I'm getting launches, my names mixed like, up. It starts the day after, after Vice City launches and goes okay. into like when Hot right. Coffee was happening with San, San Andreas. So, yeah, with San Andreas... And like, there's this whole confusing subplot where um, the lead of Rockstar was like, "No, we need an AO rating, and we're going to put the sex scene in, and we're going to do it, and we're going to be proud of our artistic vision." And then when the hot coffee gets found, he starts screaming, being like, "Who the fuck left this in here?" It's like, well, you did. You seemed to be deliberately asking them to just bury it enough that they couldn't get blamed for it. Like, what What do you want? Did you want it in there or not? What's going on with you? And then at the end, Daniel Radcliffe gets into a car and it turns into a video game and he drives off shooting police officers, I think. Is there is there anything in the uh, documentary about why the shooting was so shitty in that game? Or oh, why no. there were no fucking well, checkpoints you, you know in why? the missions? Because <laughs> according to this documentary, two years into the development of San, of San Andreas, they were still putting up reference photos on the wall of what the area looked like in order to design the environments. Like, they were two years into development. They're like, we should probably design the environments now. We should probably think about that for our open world. So, I so, know they've covered their bases by saying it's a dramatisation. But have Rockstar or anyone come out to like confirm like how much of it was actual well, bollocks? Because it sounds like all of it oh, they filed a, they didn't, filed they, a, didn't their official Twitter like basically put out a thing saying it's all bollocks? And I think it was actually in those exact words, this is bollocks. Let me find the specific tweets that the Rockstar Twitter account was tweeting last night during the airing, because some of them were great. Um, while, while you're doing that, can I just mention the soundtrack on San Andreas? Holy shit, best GTA soundtrack oh, ever. The, the soundtrack gets brought up. There is, there is a whole scene where um, Daniel Radcliffe is shouting, Why can't we get James Brown in the soundtrack? Make it happen! Because <laughs> that's a thing. Um, four, like, four and five had... 
some good music, but they kind of had a lot of hipster bullshit okay. as well. Yeah, here, here is Rockstar Games quote, uh, like a tweet to the BBC. Was Basil Brush busy? What exactly is this random made-up bollocks? So, yeah, they're not too happy with it. Um, I think, on a slightly more serious note, it's well worth pointing out that the only time black people turn up in this documentary drama is when they are criminals or when they are in the hood being intimidating. The only other time is when Jack Thompson quotes Martin Luther King to a black woman. Because... That is their, the extent of their involvement. Oh no, one of them turns up to break dance in the office. It's not great. Oh, BBC. Yeah, BBC. BB fucking C. Should probably not not do docudramas. <laughs> no, they're not your thing. I um, mean, I, actually most... I don't think any British television company should do docudramas. Like, they never... The last one I heard about, like... I've heard of ones that have popped up since I left the country, and the one I remember hearing the most about was the execution of Gary Glitter, where they just made up a fake Britain where execution was happening, and Gary Glitter was top of the list. I still need to see it, because everything I've heard about it makes it sound fucking amazing. It it is terrible in the best ways. Um, So, yeah. I think we had one last bit of news this week, which, a little bit of a bit more serious bit of news. Um, Nintendo announced their new president this week. Um, Tatsumi Kimishima is their new president, who, Mm -hmm. he has been at Nintendo for a long time. He seems to be very much like the straight-laced businessman. He, uh, He was in charge of Nintendo of America for a while. He, um, he was instrumental in sort of the hardware and design stuff when the Wii was being developed and rather than him being fully in charge by himself they've promoted Miyamoto and one other person at Nintendo to basically be advisors on specialist areas that he may not have knowledge in such as development itself. I can just imagine like Miyamoto now in like a Jafar role. Like, like he's now the evil vizier, that, just that advising That is pretty much what it is. It's like, and Reggie gets to be his parrot. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, basically, it's their new president is just being led around by Jafar, who is like, "This is what you should do in the benefits in the benefits the gameplay department." Exactly. Like do three years say, from now, my snake star from- commands it. Three years from now, Miyamoto's going to be a Miyamoto. Miyamoto's going to be a giant red genie, just smashing up Japan, <laughs> just stomping through Kyoto, turning people into turtles. Yeah, he's going to have ultimate cosmic power in an itty bitty living space. Yeah, mm. and and he will finally Plus, make his own uh, Kojima's wish come got a job vacancy now as well, so he can he can help him out with that. Yeah, that's true. So, they like, should have made him the CEO of Nintendo. <laughs> oh goodness. If, if there's one well, person I, you, you know don't... what that that could work. I you know? <laughs> it could be the best or worst thing that ever happened to Nintendo. I tell you what, yeah. it would be the most amazing if his if his idea of business is the same as his idea of genetic science. Yeah. Right. It would be incredible to watch Nintendo's future. It would be the the mm. only thing that I think is going to be interesting to see, and it's not necessarily directly... the Nano Wii. Yeah. I can't wait for the Nano Wii. <laughs> yeah, the the thing that I'm kind of interested in. I don't know if it's going to be directly relevant to Nintendo. Nintendo's future, but I'd be interested to see what this new president is going to be like in terms of being a visible personality, because that was a big part of a water over the last um, yeah. last few years was his sort of very visible presence in uh, things like Nintendo Directs and his sort of very very forthright personality. 
it will be very interesting to see if they try and get someone else like maybe Miyamoto or someone to step up into that into that sort of role, whether we see a shift in the way that Nintendo, you know, handles the way they present themselves. I don't know yet. I don't know what yeah. I'd like to I mean, see. Do you, do you even want to try and make lightning strike twice there? Like, do you want to, like, have someone who's just the poor man Zawada, like, yeah, the, the, the second string follow-up? You don't, don't want to be the want person who really. tries to replace. And, like, yeah. I could see them, like... I could see them moving Miyamoto into that kind of position because he's done that kind of stuff before. I could maybe see Reggie yeah. taking more of that position. Well, I think Reggie, Reggie's done a lot of it. Yeah. Like, um, Reggie and Bill Trinan together have done enough to where they might just mm. make their Nintendo Directs a lot more well, American they've, hosted. They've done, yeah, they've done a lot for the West, but I don't know how well Reggie and Bill Trinan play for like Eastern yeah, audiences, true. and that's... That is something where they still want their... But even then, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting Someone's got to gotta hold the bananas. That's yes. the thing. Like, like who's going to hold the <laughs> who's bananas? Who's going to hold the bananas? Who's, yeah. The shareholders must know. It, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with yeah. how they decide to, to, to lead this up. I'll be very interested to see the next couple of Nintendo Directs we end up seeing. So. God, I miss Iwata. Yeah, every, I think everyone does. Yeah, I don't. I, I realize I'm not saying anything controversial. No, I, no, it's just it is. Uh, it is a thing that every so often I look at my little Kirby amiibo and I'm just like, yep, miss ya, miss yeah. ya, bro. Oh well. Yeah. So now that we've been all sad, we got some time for some questions that are probably going to be a bit yeah, silly. That'll, that'll depress <clears throat> us. Yeah. That, before yeah. before we do that, I just uh, want to say that I've been playing Mad Max. <gasps> what are yeah. you thinking about Mad and, Max? <clears throat> well, I don't quite agree with Jim on how bad it is, <laughs> but uh, it it it's average, you know. In 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 every conceivable way, it's average. It's it's, it's nice looking. It plays yeah. okay. It, there, there is the, one thing that I think is really nice about it that didn't dawn on me till this week. It's mm-hmm. really nice to have the Batman combat system in a game where people are dying, where you're not having to pretend that everyone survives. I I agree with you, but I just don't feel that. Technically, I don't think it works all nearly as well as it does in Batman. No, it, it feels a bit clunky and, and clumsy. And... Him, it doesn't fit Max himself. No, and it's yeah. almost like they tried to make it fit Max by making it heavier. Instead, it was just sluggish. Yeah. Also, and I wish I'd brought this up in the review. I forgot to bring it up. Right, going around calling someone a hunchback. Right. Like that's an actual slur against people with spinal issues. Yeah, that's um, that's probably not a... don't put it in your game. Like, yeah, the, the but term... it's a post-apocalypse. Therefore, all of the, the people have lost their social moral. Cues. Well, I was it's more like offended the term... by the the steering mechanics on the cars. To be honest, but it's I just, do for have a game to point out. So much... Yeah, go on. I do. I do have to point out just because um, that term is so synonymous, I guess, with like you know the Disney film and all this shit. Mm. Um, but and I never really thought about it till I knew someone who had um, issues growing up with with spinal issues, um, and how fucking horrible that word can actually be. How, how, how careful you to, should be with using it. Yeah. So the way it's so casually, regularly dropped in that game is actually not on. Be, be careful, Jim. You might be upso- upsetting the people who don't like social issues in their games critique. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, I've yeah. Been, I've been making them so happy Yeah, you wouldn't week. want to turn around this great week by, um, you know, mentioning social issues. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> censorship, I, I don't, Jim. I don't censorship. Fuck anymore. 
I'm just saying, right? Maybe think about use like your use of that word. May just think about it. That's all I'm. That's all I'm requesting. Yeah. Just just engage brain and then yeah. open mouth. Oh, we did have one other piece of news that we haven't talked about. Jack the Ripper DLC for Assassin's uh, Creed that we all fucking saw coming. We called it. We called so, it on this very show. I, I'm gonna yeah, re- but we, call, we called it as a cynical joke. No, I was That's very sincere. I was very sincere. Um, it's, it's what I call Ubersofted. It's because I did this, I coined the term when I made fun of uh, The Crew, that fucking shitty fucking microtransaction-laden racing game. I made a joke that you'd have to climb up radio towers. And then straight away someone said, actually... There are satellite towers in there that reveal the map. So, and then I coined the term Ubersofted, which is when you make a joke about Ubersoft yeah. that Ubersoft then turns into a real thing. Oh god, I'm, I'm going to repeat the uh, the follow up that I made the first time we made this prediction, which is I am really, really, really worried that we are. It's going to turn out that Jack the Ripper is killing these prostitutes because they're all Templars. I am just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for them to pull the, he did it because it was the right thing to do because he was fighting the Templars. You don't play Jack the Ripper, do you? They haven't said yet. Actually, no, Uh, I I think they they have confirmed you're tracking him. Okay. Yeah, that's what I fear the end point is going to be, is we will catch him and then let him go because it turns out he was doing the right thing all along. When is that Assassin's Creed game coming out? Winter, autumn... Is it November by any chance? Probably Probably. November, yeah. 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 So, Mm. get ready for Jack the Ripper was a good guy after all. Don't arrest him. He fought the Templars. (laughs) I don't think they'll go that route. I don't think they'll quite go that route, but I I think he will, like, they they will maybe make him a Templar or something. Like, tie it into Uh, their stupid legacy somehow. Yeah, it's going to be something to do with the Templars. Yeah, they'll trivialise the man somehow. Maybe he is a Templar and he's he's killing the prostitutes because he needs to do so in order to fix the timeline because there's a problem in the Animus. Uh, I miss Assassin's Creed 2. I miss when I miss Assassin's not hearing about Ezio. story DLC until the actual game was out. Yeah. Mm. So there we go. Question time. Um, Saint Aiden Darky. Saint Aiden Dark wants to know. With the fiftieth podquisition on the horizon, is there anything extra special planned for this dubious occasion? No. 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 We 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 kind of talked about this off the air before an episode. We sort of we. I can't remember if it was me or Jim. One of us jumped ahead and thought that we were almost at episode 50 and that we'd hit episode 50 without knowing it. And we kind of talked about this and what we kind of came to was, eh, nothing for 50. We'll probably do something at 100. Yeah, I'm a 100 I'm a man. Um, I can that understand said, that. That said, uh, mid-November, um, there is an obviously... We're coming up to a year of the Jimquisition mm. being an independent thing, so I'm planning all sorts of special things around that. Possibly an extra um, celebratory podquisition as you well. You might get a bonus um, one. Ooh. Depends what I can pull together, but yeah. there, there's going to be all sorts of and interesting that's, content. That's going to be crossed. around the time that an episode 50 would have happened, maybe a couple of weeks later. So you'll probably yeah. get an extra podquisition around then. It's you not going to be special cool 50, but it'll be special something. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I had my moment the other day where I realised I'm coming up on a year of being fully independent and 
Patreon funded. It's going to be what November twenty seventh, I think. Nice. Which is two days before the one year anniversary of Podquisition. So yay! And actually, last week on the eighth, uh, it was the fifth anniversary of the Miracle of Sound project. All sorts Since of the first video went up on YouTube. All sorts of celebrations all around then. Did you do anything special, Gavin? Uh, I got very, very drunk. Yeah, that's... No, no, she said, did you do anything special, Gavin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting drunk is special if it's with special people. Yeah. Hooray. Um, we got very, very drunk and we moshed to Alice in Chains in the pub. That sounds that's like my... a pretty good night. That does sound like a nice evening. Um, yeah. Joshua Caleb wants to ask... What are our thoughts on Nintendo recently clapping down on um, tool-assisted speedruns and Mario mod game Let's Plays following the release of Mario Maker? Because I know they a lot of people have been upset shove about it this. Up there, what the Let's Players or Nintendo? <laughs> Nintendo, like I don't give a fuck about the legality. I don't give a fuck about like it's it's so grey water anyway. Like, mm. is a video of a tool-assisted thing the same as? The tool assisted mm. thing, like, is it, it? It's so much. There's so much grey water to it so far, yeah. and especially with that recent news of, of the, the 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 family with the dancing baby winning that claim against Universal, where companies are saying you must consider fair use before you start waving your copyright dong around. It's like <laughs> Nintendo, shove it up your fucking it's ass! So, like, but I'm this, so sick this, of this it. kind of copyright bullshit is so self defeating. I remember a really good example being that drunk guy singing Bohemian Rhapsody and they clamped down on that and copyright claimed it. It's like, how many young people who'd never heard mm-hmm. Queen would have heard that song, gone and searched now, it out and bought it? I, I want to kind of play... and It's not playing devil's advocate because I kind of think that there is something to the other side of this. Now, I'm not saying that Nintendo are in the right for doing this and it's it's really harming a lot of content creators. But, Laura, I, I mm, depend on copyright. Yeah. Do you know what well, I mean? This, and, yeah, like, but I, there's a... I think there is something specifically important about this situation. And it's Mm. the fact that Nintendo weren't clamping down on these videos, these particular videos, Mm. until they had a a product that was in direct competition. And this is the thing, is they are clamping down on unofficial tools for level creation in the wake of the release of their official tool for level creation. And... I can see Nintendo's side of, hey, we don't want people looking at X, Y, and Z level creation tools for creating, you, you know, your own self-created Mario levels. Right now, we are trying to say, we're trying to put the message across on the internet that ours is the Mario level creation tool that you should be using. I because see that as even more cynical and it, shitty it, on their it, part, that they're yeah. fine with it until that point. And yeah. then they yeah. wreck a dude's but, channel you know, that you, he's had you, for years. You are, you can I can't can you see the point of it where it's like, oh, we now have a product in direct competition. I see the point I see I the we're gonna, we're now I just gonna don't think it justifies it. I dunno. I don't It's like I see the point insofar as I see a cynical, shitty company doing something cynically shitty. I, and I get the logic, I get the reason. I, I see... I, but it's the same reason yeah. fucking Sega hit all those channels. Mm. Um, I forget which game it was, but they had a new version of the game. So they suddenly started hitting a whole bunch of other channels uh, that had gameplay of previous games so that their trailers and shit could be first in YouTube search engines. And yeah. it's like, uh, I see the logic, I still think you're a fucking I, I agree that that's really cynical and shitty, that example you've given, and I certainly, I certainly feel really sympathetic for the people who 
have had their channels like destroyed by this and I I know people who do these kind of videos who are like for all of the user-friendly stuff with Mario Maker for new people getting into this kind of stuff, these tools allow us to do more, and we cannot do the same things with Mario Maker. That's why we want to continue doing these tools that are using these tools that have this functionality. I realize how much it's fucking those people over, but equally, for me, it doesn't feel as much of a... <sighs> It feels like they are exercising a right that they have in the wake of a product they have released that is in direct competition, and it's still a shitty thing to have happened. But I I have some... Sympathy's not the right word. I understand why Nintendo have done it, and I don't feel like it's the most disgusting move they could have made in the wake of, we are releasing our official version of what you're doing. And there are better ways they could have done it. Oh, I agree there are better ways they could have done it, and it's fucking a lot of people over. But Mm. equally, I find it hard to take the moral stance of you don't have the right to do this, Nintendo. Of course they have the right. It's just just really (laughs) conti. I think what also informs my opinion of this is this is far from the first time Nintendo's been pulling this shit with YouTube. Like, within the context Mm. of their uh, prior history... That's what makes this even worse for me. Mm. Is you know, and I talk mm. as someone who's had several Jimquisitions, um, you know, Content attempted claims, yeah. to be monetized yeah. by other corporations. When I'm slagging those corporations <laughs> off, but this, um, this is also why I've never done a Zelda song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It stops mm. people doing things. Like mm. I, I will never cover Mario Maker on YouTube. I will mm. never cover a. a I will never sincerely cover a Nintendo game on YouTube. But I know Angry Joe's the same. Mm. Um, the nitpick theater one I did, um, I've started like heavily distorting the gameplay footage to the point where no content ID bot can pick it up. Wow. Um, which I'll be doing. That will be like I've I've, I've decided that's just going to be a series trademark um, <laughs> because it is funny and I like applying weird filters, but it really does work as well. Um, but that's what you got to do. I know. Um, I think it was Total Biscuit once advised me if you put a black border around your videos. That can trip up content ID. There are different tricks people are having to do. Mm. Um, I find that just like making the the, the footage as eldritch and weird <laughs> as possible uh, is both amusing and gets me away from the bots. But mm. you know that doesn't work in all situations. If you're trying to do mm. like a sincere let's play, or if I'm trying to do the Jimquisition where I I really want the illustrative footage. Um, yeah, it makes it so much harder to do. And these are real transformative works, like. In terms of game media, you know, Jimquisition especially is a lot more transformative than me doing a standard Let's Play, Squirty Play video. Mm. Uh, But what gets hit with the content IDs more? The Jimquisition, the stuff that has the most effort in, is the most eligible for fair use arguments. And the companies ignore my, you know, Konami especially, ignore my fucking claims, fuck Konami. Uh, When I'm telling them, like, you... Konami trying to monetize my fucking videos goes against the spirit of the videos themselves that are not being monetized in this particular series. How fucking dare you? Yeah, those are all incredibly valid points. I realize I did just kind of what I want to know is what I want to know is what happens if you make a video with Konami footage and Nintendo footage and they both try and monetize it? What happens (laughs) then? Let me tell you what happens then, because this has happened to me. Um, 
a video a few weeks back was claimed by had four different claims. Wow. One by Sony, one by Activision, two by Konami. Two in one video. <laughs> Konami tried to monetize it. Um, Sony and Activision just have a stop all ads. So it seemed to it seemed that the Sony and Activision claims cancelled out Konami's claims so the ads didn't run. As far as two ones that are trying to claim ads, I don't know yet. Maybe mm. I'll do a video with Nintendo and Konami, does it ever, but it's just Does it ever make you wonder, Jim, which of them are automatic and which of them are being vindictive? Yeah. Um, oh. I pretty much can tell you, um, as far as I can tell, actually, uh, every single... Every single one that doesn't take the video down is automatic. Mm. Content yeah. ID is, is all bot run, which is a separate issue I have with YouTube yeah. entirely that they're letting automated systems deal with this. Um, oh, when I have it gets to deal with so much bullshit because of that. Yeah. Well, I had to. I got uh, content ID claimed on my video of Dropsy mm. um, when I did a video on Dropsy. Devolver Digital couldn't get the claim taken away. And it was all claims on music. The game's composer, who I spoke with, also couldn't get the claims taken down because some weird third-party company had done it. I only yeah, got lucky and, and appealed and the company released the claim, that's, but it's like... That's, that's yeah. the stuff. That's what oh, I'm goodness. used to. Yeah. Nintendo is the worst about like claims on really bizarre stuff. You know what the weirdest thing of, of mine that Nintendo have claimed? They yeah. claimed a nine-second video I uploaded in which... Of you pissing out your ass. They're like, you're ripping off our Link Amiibo. It was me and Jed Whittaker from Destructoid at E3 meeting... Um, oh, what's the guy's name? The voice of Mario. Um, uh, Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet. And he recorded a message for us that's nine seconds long. Nintendo tried to copyright claim nine seconds of Charles Martinet talking. That's... What? Yeah. What? Because they own the copyright on the Mario voice, I guess. I don't fucking that's, know. That's ju- that's creepy. Like if I were Charles Martinet, I'd be creepy. I contested out. that one, and they took their their ad revenue claim down. As they fucking but temporarily, should. Nintendo ad claimed a nine second clip I had of Charles Martinet talking. That is like actual. That that is Caligula <laughs> levels of what the fuck. It is kind of bullshit. But anyway, that's why I'm so unsympathetic yeah, about what they've been doing. You know, recently. in that context, I can totally see your point. But it's like if this was if this was a first offence, I'd I'd yeah. still be annoyed, but not this annoyed. But at this point. It's like you, you. This is just the culmination of yeah, all it, of their it's shitty one of those, behavior. On I you. understand why now is the time they've done it. It's kind of shitty. It, you know, it's really damaging some some content creators who, I don't think ultimately the kind of people who are watching those, like those bot assisted speed runs, are not the kind of people who are going to not buy Mario Maker because of that. Like those are very dedicated people to Mario who will probably buy you who know probably Mario will Ma- buy Mario Maker yeah, just to support <laughs> the whole thing and, and upload a load of cool levels on yeah. YouTube. And what disgusts me most, I mean, people people overuse the word censorship and cry foul about it uh, a lot, but this is one real case because you know when you look at I consider speedruns, even bot assisted things. I consider the transformation of games via hacks and ROMs and all this stuff to be a form of art. Like it's a form of legitimate artistic expression. And seeing the videos of these speedruns taken down is a suppression of art, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, speedrunners are artists in their own, uh, you know, unique way. And to see them stamped down like that is 
you know, and you can argue the legal right to do it. You can argue the copyright and all this shit. Fine, go ahead. The law is an ass. Can you imagine if Les Paul decided to, you know, copyright clamp anyone who ever used one of his guitars on a recording? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that that was a fun, lengthy discussion that hopefully won't draw any ire anyone's way. I hope no one hates me for trying to play Devil's Advocate. <laughs> anyway, uh, last little question before we wrap up. Um, we mentioned the BBC Grand Theft Auto docudrama. Um, <laughs> Mikael Kate Bain. I have no idea if I've butchered your name. I probably did. There was an entire thread recently of people who were proud that I had mispronounced their names on this show because (laughs) apparently that's a rite of passage for fans. But uh, they wanted to ask, what game studio would you like to see have a docudrama made about it? And I had Valve. Valve. Yeah. What? Any particular era of Valve? Now. See what the fuck they're doing. What are they making? Well, I was going to say a very similar que- uh, response. I was going to say <laughs> Konami over the last like year. I yeah, want I, I want a docudrama that is completely factually inaccurate, written mm. by Kojima about Kojima's fallout with Konami. Like I want to see just like the the dramatized to hell, completely inaccurate story of. It would be called Konabi Mega Ultra Sweatshop. Well, I I'm picturing like the version of this docudrama in which halfway through like Kojima is like you can't restrict my creativity and goes super saiyan and like tears down half the office. I want them to completely forget being like. And- Kojima's still played by Daniel Radcliffe, yes, by the way. Yes, Because he yeah. he's starring in all of these. Yes. <laughs> so I think for me, Molyneux. I'd like oh. to see a dramatization mm. of Molyneux's life. Mm. Like, not just at any particular period. I mean, from, from childhood <laughs> up until his death. Like, even though he's not dead yet, I want the BBC to make up, like, some, some um, well, mawkish deathbed scene of Daniel Radcliffe in bed. Uh, looking all pale, like they put flour on his face and yeah. put water well, under his eyes. Here's, so it looks here's, all here's how we kill Molyneux in a docudrama. You, you know, all of the the fact that he died is documentary. That will happen. The fact that we changed was how and when. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that'll probably do it for this week. This, that'll do. This has been this up. has been an episode for sure. It's been one of my favorite. I've had a lot of fun with this one. <laughs> it's been good. Laura, people don't want the fun to end. They know this. We know this. They might need more fun. More and they fun, might you need say? more. They, yeah. <gasps> and they might need to seek you out after this and consume, like, like a can of pussy, your content. How can they do it? Well, this? if you want to consume my content like a can of pussy, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz on pretty much everything. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, iTunes, Google, YouTube, Twitch, what have you. The new one, which is a good place for finding all of my content curated in one place, reddit.com <coughs> forward slash r forward slash Laura K. Buzz. I have a subreddit that some fans nice. have started. Which nice. It's nice as a place to find all of my content in one place. It all ends up in there, so mm-hmm. go find my subreddit. You'll see all my work in there what did i do this week i i read i did a dramatic reading of pounded in the butt by my own butt now i'm i'm kind of upset by that <laughs> why are not you upset? because i didn't think not not because i don't think you didn't do a brilliant job but because for ages i pitched this to the escapists and they never took it <laughs> um i've been planning a dramatic reading series of certain books <gasps> in a similar vein. if you would like um, to do some of those we can we can make that happen as a joint venture if you would like <laughs> 
Maybe. Um, I'll float the idea by you sometime because I'm still mm. working on it. But it is something I've got planned for the future and I didn't want people saying I'm copying you. Uh, that is perfectly um, fine. We, If we can find a way to make this a dual venture, I would be more than up for that. <laughs> awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll have a word. But, uh, um, yeah, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt was an experience. Uh, yes. You know, I reviewed Pussy. I did a video about turning 24 and how I feel old and terrified of life progressing. So, you know, go consume all those bits of media. I, I reviewed Mario Maker 2. That's video games. There you go. <laughs> Gavin, how can people eat your pussy? Well, uh, first off, I'm sorry I didn't talk very much this week. It's because I breathed through my skin. Um <laughs> Seriously, though, it does tie into the Metal Gear song I'm currently making because oh. the theme of the theme of that song is language and talking or not talking, as the case may be. So you can come and find that uh, on Miracle of Sound on YouTube and Miracle of Sound on Twitter. And nice. you have just, a nice, concise yeah. list of places to find you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, really that need, I, I do also have a subreddit which I should really probably push a little bit more. Well, I, the subreddit I've got is like, it's an. Oh, racing cars. Mm, nice. Yeah. The subreddit I've got now is just a nice place for condensing all of my content together, and like, I've asked for questions in there recently, and there's some nice people in there, so, mm. you know, that's, that's cool. Yeah, subreddits mm. are, are nice because you can curate that uh, community somewhat. <laughs> I take it your subreddit is Miracle of Sound? Yes, or Miracle of Sound. Or Miracle of Sound. I have one too, like it's it's not official. I always say this because I fear my fans sometimes. Um, and I never know what they might do. Uh, but there is a, a Jim Sterling subreddit as well. Uh, you know, obviously r slash Jim Sterling. Um, the design of it is some... If you, if you look at it in Chrome, it's something else. Um, but people... Curate My, mine is quite an interesting uh, banner it has. There is a butt with eyes that when you move your mouse over it, it blushes. Nice. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yep. Okay, well, that's that's everything, I think. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show. I, I had a blast with this one. Uh, we will see you next week. Yeah, that'll do. That's a nice ending. Bye. Bye. Bye.